Welcome to another episode of What's the Topic. I'm your host, as always, Matt, better known as Just Reviews. And with me t- today is not Luke, and is actually Max and Dave, who host their own shows on Comics in Motion. Max hosts uh, Mandatory Marvel and DC, and Dave hosts Comics in Motion, as well as many other podcasts that I can never keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because I think last time when you were on, Dave, you listed so many podcasts I couldn't keep up. To I, which I, just like to keep, yeah. I just like to keep people on their toes. So so the TV and movies, the Thursday TV and movies uh, show, that's that's probably keeping it simple. <laughs> but Max and I, we're just over from the multiverse. We've come to join you in place of Luke. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Luke, Luke's, Luke's been absolutely useless lately. And I, I've told him this. Yeah, I'm, I won't stand for it. We're going to have to have negotiations on his contract at the moment. <laughs> These pandemic excuses. Yeah, he's, he's a personal trainer. And he's the only personal trainer I know who's uh, even busier now during a pandemic. So fair play to him. <laughs> well, I, I can imagine. Yeah, because all the gyms are closed and everything. So... And and the thing is, being self-employed as well, you you've kind of got to take it as it comes, haven't you? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I mean, and also when I I messaged him today, said, "What did you think of the trailer?" He said uh, it didn't do much for him. So the, I was I wasn't <laughs> going to get much of a conversation out of him. I'd have to push him for a good a good opinion. Uh, so okay, well, in uh, in today's episode, I think we're going to do more, more more like a mini episode because at the time of this recording, the Snyder Cut trailer has been released just a few hours ago 
And uh, I've always had quite strong opinions on uh, the Snyder Cut. So I think we're just going to kind of react to the trailer, talk about how we feel about it. And yeah, that's that's just going to be the episode. So I think Max is our uh, expert in everything DC, whilst uh, me and Dave are the cynical two who uh, have lots of complaints <laughs> about Snyder Cut. So... <laughs> I think first of all, let's uh, let's go to you, Dave. So, what what are your initial thoughts of uh, the Snyder Cut trailer? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I, it's fair to say I've been one of the naysayers. I haven't really appreciated the um, cult of release the Snyder Cut that has swamped my uh, timeline for the last few years. But at the same time, I can appreciate, you know, people were passionate about this thing coming out. And actually, you know, with the stuff that's come out about Whedon and in the last few months, I, I think actually it seems to be more of a righteous cause than I probably gave it credit for, in, in all honesty. So I had a um, an academic interest in seeing how this was going to come out. But I kind of... Um, I, I was still on the fence, and, and I think I still am on the fence, really. I'll watch it, and I'll be completely neutral. If this movie wows me, I'll come out and say it's wowed me. If I don't like it, I'll come out and say I don't like it. What I what I don't really like is I feel like there's a portion of the fan base who are going to shout from the rooftops that they absolutely love this, no matter what it's like. Mm. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the way it's gone with the, you know, the amount of reshoots. So it wasn't really a Snyder cut at all. It was how this was originally envisaged. And then even that it, it wasn't for me, it's in, evolved into something else because I'm not having all of the additional characters that have been crowbarred in there. Now that, that wasn't what the original movie was going to be, but I can appreciate you know, this is, you know, the 2020 slash 2021 vision of what Snyder thinks, you know, a Justice League League movie should be. And from the trailer, it already looks better than the original. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Luke made a good point last week, because when I made exactly the same point as you, Dave, that it, it's not really the Snyder cut, because he wasn't going to make a four hour film with mm-hmm. uh, all these characters and have the Joker in it. You know, it's all, your hindsight's a wonderful thing. But like Luke said, if you have the opportunity to make the best version of what you was going to make, I guess I guess you would take it, wouldn't you? At the end, he's not going to go, well, this is what I were released in 2017. Instead, he's, he's got with the times four years on. He knows what people want and... Yeah, he's gonna make he's gonna make what he, uh, you know what what he thinks is best for the time. What I would say is, if you're a Zack Snyder fan, you're gonna love this film because it is chock full of uh, Snyder esque filmmaking techniques. There's you know it even starts with a slow mo shot um, with Superman. Uh, he's deaf in Batman vs Superman. It's it's got all his color palette that grey drab. It's a uh, it's a it's a Zack Snyder bonanza. So I think the Snyder fans are going to love this no matter what. Uh, what. What did you think then, Max? What What were your uh, thoughts on the trailer? Oh, I don't think it's going to surprise anyone to say that I loved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
aside from whatever anyone's opinion is on Snyder as a filmmaker and everything else that sits around this whole movement about trying to get this film made and all the rest of it and whether you're sort of on the fence on it or whether you're, or you're all for it or you're against it. I just think if you're a, a comic book fan and specifically if you're a DC fan, then this is like a almost a dream come true. I mean, yes, of course, it remains to be seen what the actual finished film is going to be like because no one actually knows till you see it. Of course, the proof's in the pudding. It, it may not be quite all that we're building it up to be. Who knows? We'll see come March the 18th. But just as a, as a comic book fan, what a dream come true to get. A four-hour cut that's just got a kitchen sink mentality, you know, just like you've, like you said, and, and yourself and Luke have very accurately said on your show that this is something more than if we'd lived in a parallel universe and all the shenanigans and, and the tragedy of Zack Snyder's family had never taken place and he'd just been allowed to make his film, it wouldn't have been this film that we're about to say. I completely agree, but in a, in a way, what a gift we've ended up with. I think it's just great that we're going to get this all and sundry thrown into the melting pot and just mm. going to see something that we're probably never going to see again in a lot of ways. You know, will we ever see this concoction of characters and, and casting in the same film again? It remains to be seen, to be honest. I think uh, w- one of my big hesitations with it is um, I worry that this isn't going to be a conclusion because obviously his trilogy was Man of Steel, mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman, Justice League. And it feels very much, you know, now he's introducing Darkseid, he's introducing the Joker into it, he's going to put Martian Manhunter. It doesn't seem like a conclusion of a trilogy. And uh, we made the point last week that, say, like Batman vs Superman, that film stopped dead in the middle uh, for trailers for the films that were coming up, you know, when Wonder Woman opens up her email, when, you know, she gets uh, a good shot of Jason Momoa going Whoa, to the camera and uh, the flash darting around and the, the birth of Cyborg. And what, what I worry is this isn't a conclusion. This is him jumping on the masses of fan support he got. And instead of, you know, wrapping up his trilogy, he's going to create a film which is more saying, well, if, you know, if you keep this support up, maybe they'll let me make more and I can continue this story because I'm leaving you with questions unanswered, mm-hmm. as in, say, like the nightmare scene. Obviously, uh, it seems like this Justice League is going to focus very heavily on that on that nightmare sequence. But is that going to be concluded or is it going to end there? Because I think where I read in his original idea, Zack Snyder said the Justice League would lose the first yeah. in the first one they would lose dark side would come along very similar to sort of like avengers of Fini- infinity war that it was going to be a two-parter and yeah that you'd go from there and i have i have this feeling that that's how it's going to end and then this whole thing's going to start up again that the fans are going to say no let him do the sequel i think there's certainly going to be a, a, a door left ajar kind of feeling at the end of the film most definitely i think that's the vibe that people are getting and whether that carries on, I guess it depends, doesn't it? Like you said, if they felt the, the sort of swell of fan support for him is huge at the moment, isn't it? And yeah. you know they're ready to just adore this film. Like, yeah, well, don't worry, they they all they can't. I get YouTube comments all the time telling me, yeah, uh, what a dick I am if I ever say <laughs> one bad thing about the Snyder Cut, yeah. which I love waking up to every day. Yeah, <laughs> people are very passionate. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so um, it's a good way to describe it. Yeah. But I mean, rightly or wrongly, some people do take it a bit too far. There's no question about that. But I think in terms of where it goes from 
after this film. I, it depends on a couple of things. I think it depends on a how successful it is, you know, critically and you know commercially. If it sees a, a, a swell of fresh subscriptions to HBO Max and it does well around the world in whatever sort of distribution format they establish for the rest of the world, and if it does well enough, and obviously the the critical acclaim is there, then you know would Warner Brothers have a choice? but not to carry on. I mean, they did say not that long ago, they said that this film would never happen, that it was a pipe dream and, you know, they had no... I mean, I think they even said it didn't exist, didn't they? Exactly, exactly. And I think the quote was they had zero interest in in resurrecting this cut and, you know, they were trying to draw a line under the whole business and move forward with, you know, what they've got in the melting pot. But obviously things change and I think ultimately it's a business and in business you've got to give people what they want if you want to make money. So, and yeah. that's well, when there's money to be made. Or see, yeah, they, uh, exactly. And it was, yeah. and it, you know, it's perfect for HBO Max. It's perfect for the time, especially yeah. when, you know, there's this pandemic going on and people are, you know, using streaming sites so much more. What a, what a glorious opportunity. Um, because there's so many people that will watch this, but probably wouldn't have if we wasn't in the middle of a pandemic and, this was all. This is all we could consume. This is the only media we can actually watch. Definitely. The thing is, Matt. I mean, you say you're worried about a sequel. For me, if the film blows all of our socks off, or you know, seventy percent or more of our socks off, we'll be clambering for a sequel. Yeah. So you know, especially in comics. It never ends, does it? You know, you have mini stories and, and mm. arcs and what have you, but you know, in terms of serialized storytelling, it, it just never ever ends. So, if this is what it promises to be, which I'm skeptical on, but if it is, then yeah, great, let's have a sequel as well. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I what remains to be seen is is this just a well um i want to say militarized um you know is is this just a very noisy minority that are shouting about you know wanting this this snyder's justice league or is it actually quite a lot of people We're, we're just coming off the back of wonder woman 84 which flopped massively and i think you know at, at the time of speaking now there hasn't been a spike in um, HBO Max subscriptions. Mm. So I, you know what? I wanted to jump on this recording because this feels like an event. <laughs> so I've got the devil and the angel on both of my shoulders. And one, the angel is going, this is going to be great. This, this feels epic. This feels huge. This feels like you need to be there in the first week at least because you need to see this and experience it and then the devil's sort of saying well yeah but he's a bit hit and miss isn't he (laughs) yeah what i would say is you know you say like um obviously fans are clamoring is this a noisy minority um if you go back to you know he he directed man of steel then batman vs superman so he's directed two of maybe the most famous comic characters you know maybe spider-man's famous than both of them and those films collectively, I'm just looking at it now, uh, those two films on a collectively budget $475 million and neither broke a billion. And I think that was especially big for Batman vs Superman when that film broke so many box office records opening weekend. And uh, it just had no legs because it, fans weren't 
going to it. So I would say it looks like I to me it's a noisy minority. For me personally, I'm I I I didn't enjoy his films. I know people did, but overall both of those films I'm not particularly big fans of. I, I don't mind Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman. I, I I really dislike. And the thing is People, people didn't, you know, the the proof was shown in who actually went for those films. But for me, I am interested to see what he was going for. You know, his his ideas were not good. I'm interested to see how he concluded them. But overall, I I think this is a noisy minority. And even it, when HBO Max subscriptions go up, I don't think that's evidence enough that fans want these films. When the first two films, they pumped so much money into them. And they got basically nothing back. You know, Batman vs Superman should be making a billion dollars. That, that easily should be doing it. Um, and I think both the Guardians films did better than Batman vs Superman, or at least did close to it, which is incredible when you think about it. Um, I, I think that's the proof there that these films didn't do so well and Warner Brothers were correct in taking these films down sort of a different different path to than what they were on. See, I'm not sure. See, this is my devil and angel thing going on again <laughs> here because, I, you know, commercial success is not the one and only indicator of, of mm. success, is it? No, of course. Um, yeah. And I I just wonder, and I'm, I'm looking to Max here because I think this might be a love letter to the fans. The, the real fans of DC Comics, and let's face it, if everyone who bought DC Comics went you know, and subscribed to HBO Max, that still wouldn't be enough to make this a commercial success because just just where we are, you know, not a lot of people read comics these days. A lot more people go and watch movies, subscribe to Netflix and what have you. So I, I don't know. What what do you say, Max? What, what would make this a success? It's so hard to quantify it because if you're talking just in terms of money, then you know how do you measure it? You know, it's not gonna it's it's not re- gonna be released cinematically. I mean, even if they wanted to, they couldn't right now anyway because all the cinemas are closed. So what's the point? You're on a massively reduced window of you know sales because most countries are, don't have a fully functioning cinema industry, and. You know, you can quantify it by seeing what the spike is in HBO Max subscriptions from pre and post release, I suppose. Um, but I also think surely they must be preparing it for like a home home release as well. You know, you would think a Blu-ray or 4K disc will be in the pipeline as well. There's no way that they wouldn't put that out because I think that'd sell very well as well. Um, and let's not forget around the world that doesn't have HBO Max. I think they're going to do. I heard something earlier that Warner Brothers are putting this out. Um, very much like they did with Wonder Woman 84 in this country where it'll just come out on sort of video on demand, you know, uh, across multiple providers and you can pay your fifteen ninety nine for your 48-hour rental or whatever it was for Wonder Woman 84. Um, but I think what they've got to be quite clever is they can't delay the release too much between it coming out on the 18th of March and HBO Max and then your worldwide release because the longer you leave it, the bigger the window for piracy is, isn't it? And then you're going to see some mm-hmm. people around the world going, well, I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm one of them, I'm not advocating piracy by any stretch of imagination. But if I find, if we get told in the UK, well, you're getting it a month after America, get it on HBO Max, you're going to be sat here going, well, I don't want to wait a month for 
that lot over there getting to watch it. Why can't I watch it? And then you're going to, you know, some people at least are going to be tempted to try and source it through uh, less than honourable means, which, you know, if you manage to do it that way for free, then that affects the money. So I think it's really hard to quantify what a success will be. I think, you know, you have to look at the, probably the critical side of it as much as the commercial side, because it's not being released under normal rules at the minute with the state of the world, is it? Hmm. Well, I assume. Well, I assume how the, uh, how success will be measured, obviously, is an uptick of subscriptions, HBO Max, and critical reception. But obviously, mm. his first two films critically did, you know, poorly. I mean, A Man of Steel is very mixed. Batman vs Superman is pretty universally poor. Um, so I, I don't hold out hope that suddenly now his Justice League was the film that was going to completely turn it around. I mean, it, maybe it will be better than the other two. I, f- I think it will be because I think he would have learned lessons from those two films. Yeah. Um, but for me, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on, go on, Max. No, I'm just going to echo what Dave was saying. I think this will be very much, this film will be chock full of fan service, I think. I think because they've got that longer running time of four hours mm. and they can put so much more into it than perhaps if they were constrained to like a sort of two and a half hour to at the most three hours cinematic release. There's just going to be so much in it. And well, we already know there's going to be so much in it from what they've, what you know, what's been revealed about all these new characters all of a sudden that are appearing in it. So I just think they're going to really go to try and please the fans with it. Please and the I think that's, a, that's a great thing that they're not, res- they're not, restrained by box office and stuff. I know I'm talking sort of financials of it, but at least this is not restrained by that and making it accessible to such a wider audience that this, like you both say, and I think it is a good point that it does become more of a love letter to fans and people that are really paying attention and have read read about these characters for years compared to, say, something like Man of Steel, which is released worldwide and is trying to appease everyone so is you know not so much uh, a love letter to fans whilst this will be yeah exactly and you know we hear as well it's going to be rated r as well don't we so it's going to be aimed at a more mature audience they're not trying to put out something that's like you know say for instance you know avengers endgame which is something that the whole family can go and see and enjoy on different levels but whereas this film from what we're hearing is going to be something that perhaps younger kids probably shouldn't be watching you know not that they'd probably want to sit through four hours anyway most young kids wouldn't do that but certainly the content does appear to be more on the violent side and you know again they're not restricted by having to sort of put it out there for like your 12a crowd so i'm just really excited and intrigued now just to see what it looks like the finished product so i think yeah yeah definitely uh i think we've uh sort of spoken a lot about the overview so well, what did uh, either of you uh, sort of notice in the trailer? Anything you want to sort of talk about specifics? Because for me, overall, the the trailer didn't do all that much for me. Um, I kind of echo what uh, Luke said to me earlier. I it, I watched it and it was kind of everything I thought it was going to be. And something that really did surprise me was a lot of the clips shown in the trailer were actually in the original Justice League film, just with different sort of color filtered. I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, one of the clips in the trailer is Superman uh, using his heat vision down on someone, and that's ripped straight from the original Justice League when he does that to Steppenwolf. It's just the color filters changed, and he has his black suit on. 
so, so that was something that really, really surprised me that how much of original footage there was. But I mean, was there anything you guys noticed um, that surprised you or any little like sort of hidden stuff that you uh, noticed? I mean, I'll open up to e- either of you, whoever can answer first. <laughs> well, I'll go first because I, I assume I'll have noticed a lot less than Max. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, the first thing is, obviously, you've got black, but you've got Superman in the black suit there. And so I was going to ask Max, I mean, what what's all that about? Well, it's it's true to the comics. I mean, in the comic books, when he was killed at, as a result of his fight with Doomsday, which obviously we get at the end of BVS, when he gets resurrected in the comics, he comes back to uh, business, so to speak, in a black suit as opposed to his traditional red and blue. So it's just being it's being faithful to the comic books, you know, just giving people what they want to see. Really, that's that's how Superman should look when he comes back from the dead, having been killed in combat with Doomsday. I mean, it's not permanent, you know. He doesn't stay in the black suit then ad nauseum. It's only a short term thing, but it's supposed to represent like some kind of in the in the obviously it won't be the same in the book because of the means of resurrection in in the um, in the film. But in the books, it was like it's supposed to be like a Kryptonian regeneration suit that he wears and then when he comes back from yeah. the dead in it's supposed to help him uh i think take in sunlight isn't it it's, it's something yeah. like that it's he, yeah. he's supposed to then absorb more sunlight so he can get to full power quicker because i mean that's something that always annoyed me about the original justice league that he wakes up from being dead for a, a year or so and he's uh he's throwing elbows and knees quite happily and seems that he's stronger than ever when i thought that perhaps returning from the dead you'd be feeling a little bit groggy so maybe in this he won't be so overpowered which would be a bit more interesting to watch <laughs> so so am i going to be deprived of the cgi mustache then yeah there'll be none of that in this film which is that's a bonus straight <laughs> off the bat isn't it <laughs> i mean it, uh, what i appreciate about the trailer is you know it's all action it's very snyder isn't it the color's all drained out of it it's very uh, operatic music um very, some slow-mo uh, as well <laughs> yeah very slow motion so so it is straight out of the book of snyder um but it doesn't lay out like major plot changes. I, I guess you see, you know, there's a painting of Dark Side there, and and so obviously, you know, we're going to see him on screen, and and we'd seen a, a few snips of that already. So again, I I, I don't know how Max, how is Dark Side going to play into this? I think he's going to be very much a minor character in it. I mean, they're not going to suddenly have him as the main villain. I know they're put they're using him for the um, the flashback scene that was in the theatrical cut where it showed the sort of first attempt to invade Earth. You know, where it shows like mm-hmm. the Amazonians and the Atlanteans and the ancient Green Lantern fighting and it's Steppenwolf. Well, that's now Dark Side in this film, a young Dark Side. And then I think from what I've read in terms of how they originally plotted it. Um, you're going to see, obviously you see that footage in the trailer we've all just watched where he's sort of the man behind Steppenwolf and you get a sense of how massive he is as well because he's that shot in the trailer, isn't there? Steppenwolf kneeling before him and the size difference. I mean, Steppenwolf's like an enormous character, isn't he? But Dark Side's that bit taller. So it just mm-hmm. shows what an enormous like bastard he is. Um, but I think from what I've heard is you, he's obviously he's not going to, interact with the main characters per se you might be some of him in that nightmare sort of dystopian future which we'll get to in a bit with the joker but from what i've heard is the sort of end of the 
theatrical cut where Steppenwolf was defeated and it, and he uh, gets shot back up to Apocalypse, doesn't he? The boom tube comes down after he's lost and away he goes. Well, apparently in this cut, from what I've heard from, you know, reading about people who watched early screenings and things like that is when that happens and he, Steppenwolf, I think in this cut, he's going to get killed as opposed to just defeated. And when he gets boom tube back away from Earth, apparently the boom tube's going to stay open and the Justice League are basically going to look up through the boom tube where Steppenwolf's obviously just been sucked through. And on the other standing on the other side of the sort of dimensional rift is going to be Darkseid and his crew. And that's sort of how the film's going to end with the Justice League seeing that, shit, there's something far bigger than what we've just dealt with on the other side of this tube. And that was supposed to obviously lead on to... Uh, like Matt said, you know, further adventures, whether we'll get them or not remains to be seen. But I think in this film, you're not going to see a huge amount of him. He's going to be like in the shadows or well, not in the shadows, but only in select scenes. He's not going to be the main villain. Seems odd. To, it, it seemed like this trailer, it, it showed a lot of dark side. That was kind of their, uh, what they wanted to lean heavily on. And yeah, you, you I, I, hopefully you're right, Max. That I, I don't want to see a load of dark side because that would be a little bit odd that suddenly this character got introduced and is now the, the main villain, which, um, yeah, it's it, it definitely not going to happen. But I, I, yeah, I felt the trailer very much leaned on dark side. There's a few clips of him and that's probably just the way they've cut this together that obviously they want to emphasize the fact that this big character is coming. And that's a big thing for the fans. Um, it's a big selling uh, point. It feels, film, isn't it? Basically. It feels a little bit more cheating to me, to be honest, you know, if that's the case and if they're putting a lot of dark side in the trailers, but he doesn't play a major role in the movie, but he's the next big bad. <laughs> are we going to get released the Snyder Cut 2 for the next five years? That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been yeah, saying. It's, yeah. uh, I see what you this mean. This is now. supposed to be a trilogy and it's not closing it off because why would you introduce Darkseid, Martian Manhunter, and uh, Dessard as well? He's going to be in it as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's not a conclusion. It's a what if? What if, it, what if I keep telling stories? And there's more Joker oh. who's uh, saying this is a society. It could all happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, the, once this is, has been released, we'll go from, you know, release the Snyder Cut to the other hashtag, isn't it? Restore the Snyderverse. And that'll be... That'll <laughs> Someone be commented that on my YouTube. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't shake my head yeah. and not answer it. I had to bite my tongue at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what what's the score with the Joker being in there? So we're going to have Jared Letters leto's joker who is my honest my least favorite joker i think i I can't think of anyone worse but i mean he he's made up a little bit better in you know we get he looks different did you very quickly i for you expanding your point i noticed on the on his forehead the tattoo damaged that's gone yeah on the left side he had like a teardrop tattoo that's gone as well he looks more kind of like the heath ledger joker as in he's just painted white and he's got a smudged red smile when before it was all kind of clean cut and now he looks the look is better in fairness snyder he's he's got the look so much better but yeah yeah he seems pretty different and i noticed he was wearing a swat uniform so is this picking up straight off the suicide squad 
Because he, he broke Harley out, didn't he, in a SWAT yeah, uniform. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed he had that on his back, said SWAT. Yeah. That was the one little Easter egg I found. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have actually done a bit of reading up on this, actually, as to what he, his presence actually means in the film. Now, again, it's all tittle-tattle and rumour and innuendo till the actual film comes out. You know, it's only what I've been reading online. It might just be some ardent fanboys theory but obviously that footage there was in the that sort of alternative future wasn't it you see because you can see him interacting with batman there and batman's wearing that sort of um desert jacket trench coat thing that he wore you know in that nightmare sequence so this is very much that period as opposed to the the present day and supposedly joker's sort of bit in this film is he's become sort of a a necessary evil for Batman because obviously they're in this dystopian future now where Darkseid's army have won and invaded the world. Um, But if obviously if you recall in BVS, when he has that vision, his next sort of bit immediately after that is Barry Allen, the Flash appearing to him in the Batcave, isn't it? An old Mm -hmm. version of Batman who's come back from the future to warn him about what's to happen. And this film was supposed to be the payoff for that. And supposedly the, the Joker is basically there to help Batman sort of, uh, I believe anyway, steal a mother box from the sort of apocalypse army uh, who are on earth, which is what they need. And it's necessary to help the flash apparently in this context of film travel back through time to, to obviously warn Batman as seen in BVS. So I think he's become like, although they're obviously mortal enemies in the, in the, the main, in the mainstream uh, present day timeline of these films, I think in this far off, flung dystopian future batman sort of you know it's all hands to the pump so to speak so batman's utilizing him for his skill set basically and apparently that's don't like that his involvement's going <laughs> to be in the film yeah yeah don't like that not all for that i don't, oh, yeah. I don't know i i could get behind that nah. you know for me it's a bit like um thor and loki isn't it mm. you know they're they're mortal enemies but when there's a bigger threat then they have to kind of get together and uh, work together and team up. So I don't know. Mind you, yeah, you're probably right. Would he give a shit? He's, he's just a bit loopy, isn't he? I do like the look, though. You know, getting to your point, Matt, I do absolutely think he looks a lot more like the Heath Ledger interpretation of Joker from Dark Knight, and I, I that's my favorite Joker. So, you know, if he's channeling him, then uh, it's got to be better than what we got in Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think... They got they got that look so wrong in Suicide Squad, and even you know first pictures I saw of it, I knew it it was it was never really going to work. And people said, you know, give it time, let it see it in motion. But they've obviously just completely abandoned that. He doesn't even look like he's got any of those stupid face tattoos. I mean, he had ha 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 etched on his <laughs> forearm. I mean, who did that for him? <laughs> who did that for him? It's just ridiculous. Uh, the damaged one on his forehead was just. It's so stupid, but yeah, it just seems as he obviously got some laser laser surgery on it and got rid of it. So, well <laughs> done to him. Uh, I mean, in this trailer, I don't. I, you know, it's, it's, it was no real different to the first teaser we got, like a, a couple months back. Uh, I, I I didn't feel like much got revealed. Just. It, it just kind of felt like to me, like, oh, here's here's some of the deleted scenes. Here's how it was supposed to look, you know, with my drab color palette. And uh, here's my gratuitous uh, slow-mo that I use for everything. 
Um, <laughs> I did know. I, I they, they they did do more callbacks to sort of Batman vs Superman. So um, I remember Batman vs Superman. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor spoke about the red capes, and Alfred Jeremy Arnold's version uh, speaks about the red cape. Obviously, and I, Joe, I. I I kind of felt the comment in here was kind of a kind of an fu to the original Justice League because they say, "How do you know you can defeat the charging ball without calling upon the red cape?" So, you know, how how can the Justice League defeat this guy even if you don't have Superman? Because obviously, in the original Justice League, something that always annoyed me was they're getting absolutely battered, and then Superman comes along. And he just beats him himself. And then I wondered, what's the actual point of the Justice League if Superman mm-hmm. did his, did their jobs all for them? So, I mean, what kind of Superman do you think we'll be getting in this film? And I talk about Superman mostly because he is my one of my favourite characters. But I mean, what kind of what kind of version do you think we'll be getting a a weakened Superman or you know sort of just a less powerful? Because I think Snyder always made him quite powerful in the in his previous two films and i mean do you think he's gonna tone that down and maybe make the justice league more of a team compared to just let the really powerful guy crack on and we'll we'll kick back possibly um it's hard to say without seeing it isn't it i mean it's you know like you said they're not really showing too much in this trailer which isn't necessarily a bad thing i mean you've got to keep something back haven't you yeah of course of course you don't want to reveal your hand too much i think the trailer sort of strikes a nice balance between giving you a some tidbits that perhaps you were not expecting to see but not revealing a whole lot of stuff certainly loads of characters that we know are going to be in the film that weren't anywhere near this trailer uh in terms of superman not sure really i mean again i've heard rumors that in this film you know you're going to see him waver um when he initially sort of comes back from the dead there's rumors that he's going to sort of have his sort of mind slightly altered by dark side as well and that he won't it won't just be like it was in the film where he came back and you know couldn't remember who he was beat everyone up in the justice league with ease and then lois came yeah on. for about two minutes exactly sort of, sort of lois turn, yeah and it, and it all, all came okay. flooding back <laughs> yeah but i think i think in this film again you're gonna it might be linked into that future which again links like you said there's more so many callbacks it links back to bvs where in that future when superman appears and he appears to be a villain in that future doesn't he? i think he even says to batman you know she was everything and you took her from me you know i think referring to lois perhaps dying and that sort of dark future as well hence why when barry comes back he says to bruce in the back cave in bvs he says lois lane she's the key lois lane you know um so i think in this film you might see more villainous not villainous what am i saying but certainly more less noble superman before he sort of get it gets his head on straight so that's going to be interesting to see yeah definitely i mean um obviously the nightmare scene that the idea of that was dark side had taken over and it seemed he was in cahoots uh, yeah. With Superman, so I yeah. mean, the I would say the majority of this trailer is showing Dark Side and the nightmare scene, which is probably a clever, clever ploy uh, by the people who put this trade together. Because I think most Snyder fans want those those two aspects. I mean, the nightmare scene in this. Do you think that's actually happened, or that's another sort of flash forward of? What could what what could come unless we uh, get Superman in check, who's running amok? 
Um, I think it's happened, yeah, because of, otherwise, why would Bruce have seen it and why would Barry have come back from the future briefly to appear to him in, in the preceding film? Mm. So I think it's happened in the future, but obviously they have a way of... So, I mean, like, in the context of Justice League, yeah. will, will the film actually take part in that, like, as in how the plot will go, then then the characters will start living in the nightmare sequence or is this a yeah like a, a just oh the, the, this is the like as in is this the future uh we're, we're living it this is how the film is going or as in you know we we can turn the tide of what's yeah happening. i think it's going to be like an x-men days of future past kind of vibe you know where you're yeah. seeing them in that future and it's a very real future that's happened and taken place but by means of being able to go back to stop something happening in the past then you erase that future from ever happening like they did in in that film obviously so i think it's going to be maybe slightly like that where you'll see quite a decent chunk of time depicting what it's like in that future and the sort of catastrophic events but then obviously they'll try and retcon that future by what happens in the past or the present i should say i'm confusing myself now to be honest (laughs) 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 so yeah i mean like other than that so was there anything that jumped out for either of you guys in this in this trap? I feel like I, I've I've spoken a lot about sort of what I noticed, kind of you know this the nightmare sequence, the, the red cake callback, Joker. Anything else? Any any you guys sort of noticed? I, I guess Max, question to you because mm. I saw a tweet you put out about Granny something or other is going to be in it. Yeah. You seem quite excited. So so who is this character? Granny Goodness is, you see her in the trailer when it shows Darkseid when he's doing that sort of parade through his minions and on, mm-hmm. his, on as you're looking at him to his left, you've got Desad there, who's like his chief torturer and inquisitor and sort of his Machiavellian kind of henchman. And then on his other side, the um, Pat Butcher from EastEnders lookalike was uh, <laughs> gra- <laughs> was Granny Goodness. And she's like she's on Apocalypse, the planet that they all come from. He has an army called the Female Furies <laughs> that are uh, a sort of race of sort of warrior women, you know, bred from birth to be, you know, dis- like despicable killer women, sort of kind of like the anti-Wonder Woman in a way, if that makes sense. And she is basically like their trainer. So she's like a member of Darkseid's inner circle. Uh, she's always depicted as this uh, okay. sort of older, older woman, you know, heavier set, older woman, um, rather than a, a younger woman. And she, yeah, she basically trains the female Fiora. She's like their commander in chief and, you know, a complete piece of work, you know, evil woman, you know, who may or may not secretly be in love with Darkseid. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I think she'll be just kind of in the background. You might not see, I don't, I, it remains to be seen if she'll have any dialogue. I mean, they haven't even named an actress who's playing her, despite everyone thinking that's Judy Dench <laughs> in the, uh, <laughs> I admit to, does look bloody it's a like Judy Dench. Bit ageist. Yeah. Um, but no, I can't see it being her. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I think she'll be just a peripheral character, but, you know, just to actually see her in live action would be great, even though she was in Smallville, but that's another story. But um, yeah, it'd be great to see it happen. And I, I didn't see Deathstroke anywhere. Didn't Deathstroke no? get cast? Yeah, yeah, he's back, Joe Manginello. Yeah, because he was, yeah. in the theatrical cut, he was in that post credit scene, wasn't he, with Lex Luthor, where it showed that yeah. Luthor had broken out of Arkham and 
he's on that yacht at the end with Deathstroke and they're talking about putting their own sort of league together, aren't they? Well, so apparently in this film, you're going to see quite a bit more of Deathstroke and, and you're going to actually perhaps, apparently you're going to get more of Luther as well, rather than just that post credit scene with them both in. So there's rumours that it's going to show Deathstroke actually busting Luthor out of Arkham, like showing how that actually happened. And, you know, there might be something else in there. It might show him fighting Batman in some way, shape or form. But there's loads of characters, aren't there, that we know are going to be in this film that when that trailer, like like Matt says, you know, Martian Manhunter and uh, Ryan Choi, who becomes the Atom. He's in this as, you know, a peripheral character working at Star Labs. Um, Willem Dafoe's character from Aquaman, Vulco, is in this as well hasn't been in it yeah yeah you know he's going to be in there we're going to get more mirror amber heard's character we're going to get a lot more um commissioner gordon uh, jk simmons version of commissioner gordon who was in like two scenes in the theatrical court wasn't he you're going to get a lot more of him (laughs) so well you're going to get a lot in four hours you're going to get a lot more of everybody aren't you so i was gonna say i I still can't honestly wrap my head around it four hours you know that that i I mean it just can't conform to a three-act structure can it which is what we're used to in movies, so um, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's like I say, it's going to be epic, uh, and I just don't know yet whether you know it's going to be epic because it's brilliant or epic because it, we built it up and it actually fails to deliver. I think yeah. it, it's going to be a great experience to watch it, even if it's bad or good, because I think it is just in itself a very interesting and something that hasn't really ever happened before you know that kind of ex- experience yeah. you know we've never known mm-hmm. like a director to release his film four years after he it, apparently he released it even you know his name's still on it but yeah obviously it wasn't his film to be honest like it's a four, four hour long film it, it's not going to i for me i don't think it's going to be a good film because these previous two for me weren't great and when you're doing a four-hour film introducing all these new characters i don't see how the film can work but i am so interested to see what ideas he has i'm gonna play a a little bit of devil's advocate now though Uh, have you seen the ultimate cut for batman versus superman i haven't no so the ultimate cut, which is more like what Snyder's vision was, is far superior to the theatrical cut. Mm. And you can say, well, okay, that's, you know, the director's cuts and things like that, they're just a bit of indulgence. Well, that's what this is, isn't it? And the fact that the ultimate cut is so much better, and the reality is Snyder's got, you know, going into this project or back into it, he had so much power, he, he doesn't have to do that normal horse trading that, that you have to do with the studios, you know, so he's he's got all the power to see through his vision. And so for me, I, I'm a bit more hopeful that it will be more like the ultimate cut than the original BVS. And um, so so that gives me hope that, that this actually will be quite good. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, you know, I... I really do like Man of Steel and BVS. I know a lot of people don't, and that's fine. I get, I fully get why people aren't so struck on them, and I can fully see why in a lot of ways as well. You know, I'm not blind to it. But, I, you know, I really like them, and that's not me being some sad little DC fanboy who would like it if it was just two hours of Batman and Superman stood staring into space. You know, I, I, you know, I can see crap when it appears, but I just... 
really do like those films. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, like you said, this is I think this is the one to judge it by, isn't it? Because there's no, once this film is out, there's no sort of way of going back and saying, yeah, but we wanted to do this or we wanted to do that or, you know, the studio wouldn't let us do this and do that. Like you mm-hmm. said, Dave, he's got all the power here and he's been able to do literally what he wants. You know, this is a four-hour film. They've given him an extra $70 million um, to finish it, you know, and sh- yeah. and not just finish it, bring in new actors, you know, big big name actors and shoot new scenes and things like this, you know. So this is everything he's ever wanted to put on there and more besides. So, you know, I think this is the one to judge by. You can go back and look at other films and go, well, yeah, maybe, you know, due to time constraints, like you said, the ultimate cut BVS is better than the theatrical, and I completely agree. So with this, it's not beholden to a theatrical running time. So I think, you know, whether it's good, it's bad, or it's indifferent, we'll find out in a few weeks, won't we? But I'm I'm <laughs> quietly confident it's going to be a good film. But who knows? It could be a biggest turkey in the world. We just don't know, do we? Until it's out. But I'm I'm hopeful. What what is the actual cost of this whole project then? Because it, it still blows my mind. Seventy million dollars yeah. for reshoots. Yeah. You know, Deadpool was shot for fifty million dollars. Yeah, I. I, I it, blows my mind and it it, there must be a point at which the books you know and the cost transferred over to joss whedon so you know i I just wonder what the actual cost of this project will be oh if you include everything from the original shooting and like you said the whedon shooting and and then this shoot it's staggering it's i don't know what do you reckon hundreds and hundreds of millions i i honestly um, (laughs) I know the original altogether pure... Justice League is one of the most expensive films ever made, hasn't it? And this, these reshoots, the original one, yeah. So I, I guess that took into account Snyder's sort of eighty percent completed mm-hmm. film, and then Joss Whedon came and redid sort of probably about half of that. So and then you think now Snyder is doing, you know, finishing off his. So you think like they've kind of made one and a half, one and three quarter films. Kind of by now, with all the shooting they've done, uh, but so yeah, uh, seventy million seems madness. Are they going to get that back? No <laughs> chance, really, is there? Yeah, it means to be seen, doesn't it? Like we were saying, it's you know, it's not. It's hard to. Qu- it is very, very, very hard to quantify. Yeah, hugely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm just, I'm just intrigued as to well not only to see what the film is like but just to see what comes afterwards you know that's that's what i'm intrigued to see the state of play after this film has been and gone as to where things go next that's that's going to be um, you know get your popcorn ready as they say <laughs> there's yeah. going to be some interesting uh, exchanges and you know yeah. well my my somewhere. hope was this will be like the coronavirus and it will end I just want the Snyder Cut stuff to end. It's all been going on for so many years, <laughs> and I've been, uh, I've been uh, given so much abuse online for any uh, negative opinion I give of uh, Zack Snyder because I don't particularly like him as a filmmaker. I, I don't mm. like his style. Um, so I was hoping that after this, the Snyder Cut fandom will end, but it definitely won't. Seeing what this is, this is complete. Zack Snyder at his fullest, and his yeah. fans will will love that and will be clamouring for more. Uh, but I, I'm not sure he will get any more. Do, do, I, I, don't, I don't want to go off on a, on a tangent, but do you not just think that is a sickness of 
modern social media and and just Zack Snyder fans love Zack Snyder mm. and that's okay people who aren't fans don't like it and that's okay as well both things can be correct in this world that we live in but there seems to be this uh this attitude that you have to convert people's opinions so that they uh, align with your own and, and I, I, I'm going to say I don't get it, but I do get it. But you know what I mean? I, on the other side, I, I don't get it. You don't need to convince everyone that it's a great movie, and you don't need to convince everyone it's a crap movie. It's all just opinions at the end of the day, isn't it? Well, so, that's, that's, that's the point of films and, you know, it's art, isn't it? And that's yeah. and, um, some people like some bits of art, some people don't, and everything can be broken down and, you know, and discussed and... If you like something, then fine. You, you like it. Like it doesn't. It doesn't bother me if someone likes Batman vs Superman or Man of Steel. I just don't like those films. I don't think they're particularly good films. But if, I understand why someone might like them. They 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 have redeeming qualities. And for someone to, when I openly discuss um, the Snyder Cut, and you know, if I say it's not really the Snyder Cut, because it. it it, it basically isn't. It's not the 2017 film we would have got. I get told well, off they, for that. <laughs> they're calling it Jack. Uh, Jack is <laughs> uh, Zack's brother from a, a parallel yeah. <laughs> universe, the multiverse. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is what they're calling it now, isn't it? So, mm. you know, the Snyder cut has been dropped, you know, thankfully, because like you say, it's it's not really. It's, but this is his Justice League. So, again, look. We will all be delighted, won't we? If this is the best thing in sliced bread, this is the best film we've ever seen, or even even if it's not, if it's somewhere in that ballpark, we'll all be delighted. We're all nerds. We all love it. We all love the superheroes. You know, the DC heroes in particular, they're not the first ones, are they? But, you know, they're the longest running that are currently in pop culture right now. So, you know, we'll all be delighted. I, I think... I think I've seen enough now. I've got my own opinion, and I think I'm still on the fence as to whether it's going to be any good. But I'll be delighted if it really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't think it will be good, but I'd rather be proved wrong about that. I don't want to be proved right. I don't don't want to watch a film go, well, this would be bad, and then at the end go, well, I was right. I'd rather go, well, I was completely wrong. And I'd happily, I'd always happily admit that. And that's, I think that's the thing with, you know, some of these Snyder fans who are very intense about it, that you can't not, you can't not like it. And uh, you, you just have to enjoy it. And if people just want to not like it. And I, I, I want, I want to like every film I see and I, I want to like these films. So I'm hoping he is a good film. If it's a good film, I'll be uh, I'll be happy, and I'll say, "Yep, it was a good film." I didn't think it was going to be, and here we go. I'm I'm completely wrong. So good, <laughs> you know. I, I'm happy. You know, I'm not I'm not <laughs> unhappy that I was. You know, I'm not going to kick myself and go, "Oh God, I was wrong the whole time." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one wants things to be bad, do they? No one. Who wants to waste four hours of their life watching a shit film? You know, no, no, no one does. Who wants yeah. to? Do? in the right mind would want to do that if you think if you genuinely think this film's going to be fucking shit it's going to be a complete disaster well don't watch it you know don't waste your own time watching it find something better to do yeah. with life and more power to you it's fine you know i think people can should watch it and then form their own opinions some like 
like you've both said, some people are mm. going to absolutely adore it and like fall over themselves to praise it. Some are going to be like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. And some and some people are going to go, well, that was an absolute steaming turd, you know? And then there'll be every kind of opinion <laughs> in the middle and there's nothing wrong with that, is there? You know, people can like what they like and dislike what they like. It's all good, you know? And I just think this has been an extreme set of circumstances for this film, hasn't it? You know, it's you don't really get the sort of saga that's gone behind this film most, de- you know, it's a very unique sort of path that's led us to this film being released you know you don't really get these that chain of events happening too much um so i think it's justified in in coming to its release and i think people can be be happy to have got it to then like we said let's see where we go after that but i think you know people just need to watch the film and take it on its own merits you know dispel all the sort of hoopla and the the, you know, release the Snyder Cut people perhaps taken to things too far and then ignore the other side of it as well. The people who just want to hate on it because they don't like it and don't want, don't like him and don't like what he's done before and don't want to give it a chance. Like any film, judge it on its own merits, you know, don't, you know, go into it with a preconceived notion and, and see, you know, maybe we'll all be sat here in a month's time praising it maybe all three of us will think it's rubbish who knows we just don't know do we but i'm really intrigued to see it definitely i think yeah i mean I've, you're echoing what everyone says that you know we're every, everyone's excited to see it i'm i'm very much uh looking yeah. forward to it i mean i'll be yeah. looking forward to it the whole time even though i have my reservations i've always said i i can't wait to see it so um i think i think i, think, I, 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 I think that's the uh the episode there. If anyone else has anything to add, please, please do. For forever, hold your silence. Uh, I think. Uh, I think it's going to be better than Wonder Woman eighty four. That it is. <laughs> I have not seen that yet, and I think I might try and convince Luke to watch that uh, with me before uh, the Snyder Cut gets released. Is it really? Is it as bad as people say? I was going to watch it, and then uh, Sky Store wanted me to pay fifteen pounds. Brit, yeah. and I said no. <laughs> I, I'll keep your hand in your pocket, to be honest. Yeah. But, but yeah. I don't know, Max. What What do you reckon? Uh, didn't hate it. Didn't love it. I just thought it was no more than okay. It was not a patch on the first film. Again, just my opinion. Don't hate me out there, people who loved it. Um, it's just an average film, and some bits of it fell very flat for me. Some parts of it were pretty good, um, but overall, I just think it didn't really sit that well. So. I can't see myself ever sort of clamoring to watch it again. I mean, I probably will at some point in my lifetime, you know, watch it with the kids or something, but it's not great. But I think it's worth watching from a completionist point of view, if that makes sense, Matt. (laughs) So so what Max means is when it comes on to streaming. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think because I'd agree. Quid for it, then get it watched. Yeah, but otherwise, no. Yeah, yeah. High, high praise from both of you. Uh, you really, you really sold <laughs> sold that film to me. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, thank you, Max and Dave, for for doing this episode. I think it was uh, it was good to to air out everything about uh, the Snyder Cut. I, I've got I've got a lot of lot of opinions on that, and uh, all the abuse I've taken over the years about it. I've uh, it's it's nice to talk about with some people. <laughs> but uh, uh, by all means. Uh, Take take this moment at the end of the show to uh, promote your various shows because uh, they're both very good. So, uh, Max, why don't you take the floor? First of all, as our uh, DC specialist for this episode. 
Um, yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Maxi Byrne, M-A-X-Y-B-Y-R-N-E. Uh, if you go there, there's links to the various websites you can find my nonsensical scribblings on. And obviously on this feed, the Comics in Motion feed, my show is mandatory Marvel in DC. So by all means, check that out, along with the brilliant array of shows that are on there, which is really quite impressive. And uh, yeah, say hello. And uh, yeah, it's all out there. Thank you. And how about yourself, Dave? I know there's a there's a whole list of podcasts that well, you're on there. I'll, it's it's I'll all fantastic. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it narrow. So so you can usually get me here on Comics in Motion on a Thursday, so doing TV and movie reviews with my podcast brother, Chris. Uh, this coming Thursday, we're doing Avengers Age of Ultron, so we're going back to where we really met Wanda Maximoff and Vision and uh, talking a little bit about that and seeing how well that stands up with the hindsight of seeing all the other MCU movies. Movies. And then the week after, we go back to the 90s where we have a bit of Van Damme and we go back to an old Dark Horse comic called Time Cop. Very good. I, I, um, I watched all the Avengers films recently and I counted Civil War in that, in that list. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do a big video on it on my YouTube channel. But for me, uh, Age of Ultron did not hold up. It's maybe the after the first two Avengers films, I kind of said, actually, is this uh, is this actually a bad film series? Because the first two films aren't very good. The first one doesn't really doesn't hold up. That one's really aged quite badly. Really? I think it's aged quite badly for for what we have now. For the for the time it was released, it was uh, very good. But for what we have now, I kind of go. Uh... The Dark Knight, the Dark, yeah, Dark Knight was getting released at this time, and this film is what it is. That's a discussion, yeah, as you say, discussion Discussion for another day. I think (laughs) at that time in 2012, people still had it in their heads that Spider Man 3 really dropped the ball because they had too many characters, and so Avengers Assemble should never have worked. So that was the first big cast, you know, movie that that really worked, I think, And, and so that broke the mold. And so you can't compare it like for like with the films that came after. You just have to think back in 2012, what what were the other movies? Yeah, what was the landscape? That's a very good point. I might actually put that in the uh, script now that I was writing (laughs) for it. Very good. I'm going to note that down. Uh, But anyways, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, We've we've spoken a good amount of time about uh, a two-minute trailer, so I hope no one got bored during that because I I certainly (laughs) didn't say Thank you very much for listening. guys it's competition time on the 15th of february batman the soul of the dragon will be released in the uk this is the latest dc animated movie and is a love letter to those classic 1970s martial arts movies and to celebrate we've got three copies to give away on blu-ray this will be region b and so is open to listeners in that region 
Over the coming eight episodes, we'll be dropping a quiz question, starting with Matt B. Lloyd's classic comics on the 15th of February and finishing on the 22nd of February with Superheroes for Dummies. Entries close on the 24th of February. Email us in with your answers at comicsinmotionpodcast at gmail.com and those with the most right answers will bag themselves a copy of Batman Soul of the Dragon. If there's a tie, the winners will be drawn at random and announced on the 25th of February. Good luck. Question two. What color will the resurrected Superman's costume be in Zack Snyder's Justice League? 